Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Audio Know How podcast with me, Ethan Ramsey. So this week we're talking about my 10 tips and tricks on getting a smooth recording session. So this is how, as recording engineers, how are we going to get the best sound and the best performance out of what we're recording. So for these examples, let's say we're going to record a small band. So we've got guitar, bass, vocals, and drums. So for our first tip, um, if you can get the band to send you any kind of reference, just so you know what they sound like, it really helps you prepare for the session. So this can literally be a practice session they've done and it's recorded onto their phone or some kind of old demo they've got, or even a reference track from another artist that they think they want to sound like or sound similar to. Just so you can start to think about what kind of microphones you need to use and what techniques you're going to use to achieve this. This really helps to do this all before the session, so when it gets to the day, you're already prepared. If you can meet with the band and even sit down and have a chat with them, just get comfortable with them and get to know them, this really helps. You quite often find when recording a, a new band, maybe it's one of their first EPs they're recording, they're not quite sure what they want to sound like. And I can't stress this enough, they really need to know what they want to sound like before they get in the studio. Because there's nothing worse than halfway through a recording session, they're not sure whether they want to have this distortion on the guitar and the bridge or maybe we should change the sound of the vocal or something like that and it's just the whole session falls apart because halfway through nobody knows what they want it to sound like anymore so if you can sit down with the band meet with them and make sure they know what they want before you get to the studio to the recording session it really helps out and technique number two so Let's say everyone's figured out what they want to sound like and you have an idea of what kind of microphones and techniques you want to use. Uh, figure out if the studio you're using has those microphones and has the equipment that you need. Do you need to borrow any of someone else? Maybe you need to swap a microphone out because they don't have it, but they have a similar one. These are things you need to think about if you're recording in a place you've never recorded before or maybe just somewhere different that you've not been to. And you need to think if they have all the equipment that you need and maybe you need to bring some. And tip number three is prepare the door recording session. So whatever door you're recording in, this is just the simple way of numbering all the inputs that you're going to have. This really saves time. It's, it's so easy to do at home and then you can walk in with your session on a memory stick and just put it on the computer and it just saves time and it makes the recording session way more efficient. Also, if you can number your inputs on the door the same way they would be numbered on the desk, that really helps out. Tip number four, think about how you're going to separate the instruments. So if you've got, if you're recording drums, for example, do you want the drummer in the same room as the vocalist? Probably not. You probably want to separate them in some way. Uh, sometimes you might have to sacrifice and do some overdubs and record things separately. But it really depends on the band because you might have a band that they play so well together as a band and they get inside a groove and they have this vibe going on when they're recording. You might not want to separate them and ruin that. So sometimes you might have to sacrifice and have some bleed. And this is when uh, studios with small acoustic panels comes in really handy. 
So I really like to get acoustic panels and just put them around guitar amps to really seal it off. Uh, maybe think about DIing the bass instead of putting it through an amp and then separating the drummer again with acoustic panels or maybe into a different room, but he can still see the band and see what's going on. And then they can all gel together and get inside their pocket or their groove and really play. So when you're listening back to it, it really feels like you're in the room with them because it was all recorded live. And again, this is only when it's possible. It's not a perfect world, but it really does help if you can do this. Tip number five is everything must be in tune and i mean everything so this is your drums your bass your guitar and between takes just make sure it is in tune there's nothing worse than getting home from an amazing recording session to figure out in the middle eight the guitar was out of tune or something that could so easily be fixed in the studio and you've got home and you've realized it wasn't fixed and it wasn't in tune tip number six Really make sure you and the band are happy with the sound that you're getting before you start recording the proper takes. So maybe do a, a quick run through of the chorus or something like that and just make sure that the band is happy with the sound that you're getting and you are happy with it. Again, if you're changing out microphones or guitar amps halfway through a session, it's really going to kill the vibe. So make sure you are happy with the sound before you even start recording the proper takes. Tip number seven, are you going to process on the way in? So if you're going to be using any outboard gear, maybe compression or EQing on the way in, think about it before the session. Think about what you're going to do. Because again, with analog equipment, once you've done it, there is no undoing it. If you're recording on the way in and you want to do some EQing on the snare or something like that, think about what you're going to do and definitely don't overdo it. I would always recommend to be cautious when processing on the way in and make sure you know the sound you want to achieve before you get to the session. Because again, you can't undo it once you've done it. Tip number eight. Once you've got the band to play the chorus or a section of the song, make sure everyone is happy with their headphone mix. If they're not happy, you're really not going to get the best performance possible from them. And as a recording engineer, this is your job. They need to be really happy with their mix. They need to be able to clearly hear themselves, the rest of the band and the click track. And once you've got everyone hearing the click the way they want to in their headphone mix, you also need to think about how you are hearing the click in the control room. And I've seen this a lot of times where in the control room, the engineer will have to click so loud that they can't hear the rest of the mix. And I know it's important to hear that things are in time, but as an engineer, I want to hear that everything is coming in at the correct level and everything is sounding good on the way in, in terms of the sonics of everything rather than the timing. And you need to be able to hear both of this. So if the click is way too loud, you're not going to hear this. So make sure in the control room you have the correct mix of click and everything else so you can hear it all. Tip number nine, don't have a I will fix it in post mentality. This happens far too much in recording sessions where someone will make a mistake or something will go wrong and somebody will just say, oh, that's fine, we can just fix it later. The way you should record is the same way you should mix. You should mix like you're never going to master it and you should record like you're never going to mix it. 
So if you're recording like you're never going to mix the track, you're really going to try as hard as possible to get the best sound. And with this, I'll fix it in post mentality. You're not going to be getting the best sound. It's almost a, a lazy way of thinking because it's easier to fix it afterwards. But is that actually the best way to do it? Are you going to achieve the best sound you can if you're only going to fix it later and not sort it out right now where you have the whole band in front of you? And my final tip is it's always better to have too many takes. Even if you've done one take on the guitar solo and you thought it was amazing, there's nothing better that could possibly come out of that guitarist, do one more just in case. There's nothing worse than when you get home and you realize that amazing guitar solo has hiss on it or there's, there's something wrong with it and you'd wish you'd done another take so you could have replaced it with that take. Always have too many takes and then if anything goes wrong, you can replace them. So that is my 10 tips for a smooth recording session. It's really important to use your time efficiently in the studio and nowadays bands want to get it done as quickly as possible and it is your job to do that. And it's all about having the preparation and efficiency as a recording engineer to get the best possible result. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode with me, Ethan Ramsey. This has been Audio Know How. Don't forget to check me out on social media. Ask me any questions you have on this week's episode and any ideas for further episodes that you may have. Thank you and goodbye.